I love it when we have when you go on Instagram Ooh. and you see these girls and eighty percent of their pictures are their butt. You know, yeah. But then in their bio, they, they're like, it's like Philippians nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, what? You're like, dude, please yeah. take that down. God, God is my <laughs> man. <laughs> please don't but don't associate but yourself. Wait, but you're but you're posting pictures of your booty all over the place. And it's, it's so awesome. You're really good at twerking. Don't yeah. don't discourage John nine. Please don't discourage yeah, those ladies from doing that. Don't yeah. discourage them. Hey, them. this month uh, God, we are God loves booties too. We are offering maps anywhere. Well, we made them fifty percent off. That's our map. Maps program that has no equipment required. You can do this at home. You can do it at the park. You do it on the road. Maps anywhere, fifty percent off, or you can get it for free if you enroll in our RGB bundle, which is nine months what? of exercise programming. Yes. Holy cow! Mindpumpmedia.com. Completely have you covered. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go: Mind Pump. Mind Pump with your hosts. Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Adam, I want to hear about the supercomputer from the... From the- supercomputer. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't see him. There's a guy over in there I right didn't. now. I, I almost want us to, to not record right now, and I want to show you guys, because I don't, I don't even know what he's doing. Like, So he has this... He has a big laptop, first of all. It's on this, like... Is it like Watson? What, the laptop? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, no, I mean, like some like artificial intelligence computer. Or something. Oh, I don't know. It looks <laughs> it looks like this. So, it's uh, he has it, and it's sitting on like this two inch like blue like this like a uh, shiny blue uh, platform thing, and the computers he's got graphics all over. This it, is so at the at the coffee shop. Yeah, right now, <laughs> and he's got. Uh, on, on the back of his laptop, so he's I'm I'm like Justin's on it, right? I'm seeing the back of the the laptop. He's got two. Um, terabyte drives what do you call those out uh external drives yeah, external yeah he has two external drives, drives mounted to it with fucking boom wires running into his computer from there he's got like a like a uh extension cord that's like yellow and blue that's like super thick maybe that, he's like one of those anonymous hackers that plugs into his computer that's what i'm thinking like what the yeah. fuck's he doing oh man? it's like super i've never seen anybody ever like did this. you look at the screen see what he was i doing? was so i've, I've got you, you look at the screen it's all por- the matrix it's, like no the, the, it's porn yeah <laughs> <laughs> like ah like, wow you need all this gear damn he it is, uh, he's he's doing something serious over there i wanted to ask him so bad but i i felt uh i felt like it would be a stupid quite like what do i ask him he's like, like I work, what are you I doing like, none of your business bro yeah. Yeah. Why, why why all the horsepower there's a lot of weirdos around this area have you guys noticed that <laughs> uh, yeah you think it's yeah, the area yeah. i think coffee shops just in general. no well, i think it's, it's close to downtown that's why you, you think so because yeah. there's the there's the homeless guy that that sleeps in front of the church yeah and he's like a staple around mm-hmm. here i see him every single day you guys know what i'm talking about right yeah. mm-hmm. he's like a staple around here there's a there's another woman who yesterday you almost ran into her on the way home when you're driving, she was crossing the street. Oh, I saw her. I see her every day. And she just kind of like hangs out in the middle of the road. La, like, la, la. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know if I'm going to cross now or later. Yeah, really? And like car, cars are like something. stopping oh, and waiting now, for her. And then, she- <laughs> and then there's this old woman, this older woman that I've seen probably uh, maybe three, I four times. And you, well, you know what I mean. You like, you like. I saw. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. I don't. I mean, you, I, I waited for her. I actually waited for her because she was. <laughs> what like, I mean is, you wanted to run her over. I could tell. <laughs> it's not true. Adam I get totally see inches. It. Ten yeah. points if you can leave her shoes off. Yeah. Just a little brush back. <laughs> then there's this other older lady that she. It's, I've seen her like three times, and she wears a. I don't know if she'll. I haven't seen her lately. Maybe because it's cold. But she'll wear like a really loose tank top, no bra. But she's super <laughs> old. Have you seen her? Uh huh. Oh. Yeah, letting them titties hang. Bro, <laughs> I haven't seen her. But it's bad, though. They're Sounds like, like it's a good thing I haven't. They're like, yeah. they, come, yeah. they come out the bottom of the Bananas. shirt. Yeah. yeah. It's horrible. Do you think that's a real picture? Up there? Yeah. Of course it is. Really? Uh-huh. 
Wow. I bet that would be just a beautiful sight in person. What, the field? It's just a field, dude. It's a cornfield right next to like these. Oh, look at how yellow those flowers are and for yeah. how long. You know how epic that would look in per- person? I don't know. Mm. I like the turtle better. That just came up. Yeah. This is a good screensaver we have on the television. It comes with the TV. Yeah, we're so does it distracted. Really? It we does. Need, yeah. <laughs> what? Can we pers- Squirrel! Can we personalize it? <laughs> I th- oh, I'm sure we can. But you know, I mean, the, the definitely you and I are not very tech savvy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why why you gotta throw me in that shit with you because i actually think you're worse he than needs me. an amigo yeah but i didn't think i could find somebody that is as so much like me until i met you I'm like god i hate this fucker yeah it's just like me yeah that, but that, you like me so it's much it's like good and it's horrible it at the is same it's time. a love hate thing totally it's like I, 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 I that's like why it, i feel like i'm always just getting like pounded you know by all this like charisma and shit oh, hitting me in the head all charisma. the time it's like fucking calm down it's getting double let's double yeah, charisma his face it's just like it's all this charisma Justin's getting just slapping me yeah, like constantly just oh god I, I don't know if I can handle we're anymore gonna, we're gonna spray our charisma all over yeah. you I'm gonna bring a rain jacket sometimes I wanna get really mad at Sal and I'm like fuck I would totally do the same thing I can't get mad at him <laughs> yeah, exactly it just, then it just it irritates is. me more but, but if you get like, mad at him it's like you're getting mad at yourself. It but I feel like it gives you opportunities to like talk shit about me. Like you come in and you're like, oh, Sal, fuck, I hate it when we're both so stupid. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, you're actually dumber than I <laughs> he am. Wraps you but up we're both, yeah, yeah. Uh, he does it in a way uh, that I'm like, well, did good. he just insult me? I don't know. If he, I don't know. Wait a minute. <laughs> like, we're both, we're both, himself. yeah, we're both tech stupid, right, Sal? None yeah. of us know tech. I'm like, wait, hold on. God, we're such morons. Yeah. Yeah. There is an art to insulting people, too, I guess. Then I'll, I'll do the opposite. I'll be like, hey, Adam. It's crazy how we're both so handsome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of mix it in there. You try to build this. It up. didn't work as well though. I got to humble. Yours. I got to have to take you guys down. I got to humble us every once in a while. That's yeah. what it is. So I've been seeing a lot of uh, people, and I think it's, it's some verbiage. And I don't know. Maybe we're the first ones to kind of use it. But I see people talking about um, what they do before their workouts, and referring it to. Oh, can I sidetrack you before you get into that? Yeah, do it. You sent uh, a shared an article. Actually, you didn't. Uh, Hayden did on our our Facebook, our our private forum. Oh, you're talking about the the gut floor being attached to oh, uh, Parkinson's. They're finding a strong connection. Crazy. Yeah, connection between uh, gut flora, or you know, certain bacteria and the early development or onset of uh, Parkinson's. Which I feel like we we kind of kind of knew, right? We've been talking about this, and we've been we've been Dude, saying we haven't. I mean, it's just like confirmation. Yeah. We've been talking about it, and now that we know the lymphatic system, how it uh, you know connects directly to the brain, and from the gut, there's kind of this direct highway now where you know uh, the gut can communicate with the brain and, and vice versa. But uh, you know, five years ago, if you were to say you know gut flora or you know your gut influenced your behavior people would think you were crazy. If we said that it had a strong influence on certain autoimmune disorders, most people would think you're crazy. We're finding a lot of crazy evidence now coming out of you know, recent studies. I mean, Parkinson's, uh, depression, Alzheimer's, anxiety, you know, stuff. It's weird. It's crazy stuff. Yeah. I talked about this in a, you know, one of our recent episodes where they, they've done studies where they'll take uh, people and put them under an fMRI machine, which is a MRI, but kind of uh, real time. So you can see what's happening in the brain. And they'll give them a probiotic and they can see, you know, the uh, activity in the brain change mm-hmm. from eating a probiotic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, pretty weird cr- kind of crazy the stuff. Introduction of that new bacteria started communicating immediately. Huh? Well, and the thing is, we still have no, we really don't know what uh, a good, you know, bacteria, you know, fingerprint looks like. We kind of know what, what, what some bacteria are good and some are bad. 
but we don't necessarily know what the right formula like is the for combos, people. Yeah, like we don't know why fecal transplants work so well. They no, do, by the way. I mean, they sound crazy, but you take you know they'll take poop from a healthy person and transplant it to a, a unhealthy person, and they'll get better. A lot of the times, within and these are people with incurable. This is why I don't diseases. sign up to be a guinea pig. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't want someone I don't, else's. I don't want to be <laughs> hashtag just, Adam eat dogs. It's good for you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it, you think about it. That's that's pretty pretty wild, right? Or yeah. while they'll t- they'll take an obese person and they'll transplant. Uh, actually, they've done this with animals. They'll trans. They'll take a, a obese mouse and a, a lean mouse. You know, with different metabolic rates. They'll do a fecal transplant from the lean mouse to the obese mouse, and the obese mouse will start losing weight. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking crazy. No, it's extre- personality changes and all that. It's extremely fascinating to me. And it's also that, man, what are these guys going to do? What are these guys like Lane Norton's and stuff going to do with all of their IIFYM that they've been preaching so hard for so long? What yeah. are they going to do when this comes out, man? It, we're, get, we're so close. Hmm. We're so close for it to be like, because the, the only way they can even stand right now with uh, their argument is that it's there hasn't been enough enough stuff come out yet like we're close we're like mm-hmm. this close and we're connected the dots are getting like i feel like the average like fitness intelligent mind can see enough of the dots to connect and see the picture right i can see that it's not finished yet but i'm smart enough to look at it and go like i can see this picture i can see where, where where this is going right where and i know they have to know but they continue to just you know ignore these signs well for me it's it's just further verification that we don't know nearly as much as we think we do you know like i said 5 10 years ago people would have laughed at you for for saying some of that stuff and now we've got some pretty you know crazy science coming out and some of it's rather conclusive showing that there's a crazy a very very strong connection between your internal microbiome and all these other things that we thought would not be influenced by by stuff like that so you know when when we make recommendations on nutrition and we say things like, you know, these artificial sweeteners and these, these colors and these processed food. No, it's just about the calories and the proteins and the fats and carbohydrates. And those things don't matter. They're inert. They're not going to bother you. They won't hurt you. Look at all these studies that we have showing that aspartame and sucralose are totally fine, totally healthy. Well, they weren't testing for this kind of stuff before, you know, we didn't know Mm -hmm. to test for it before. So it just, like I said, it just, kind of confirms like we don't know as much as we think we do and going back to eating foods that we kind of evolved always eating tends to be your best bet not because we know everything about it but because well we evolved eating it all yeah you know so we're probably going to do better with that than stuff that we didn't evolve necessarily you know eating you know what i'm saying so i don't know kind of crazy stuff yeah i didn't want to completely sidetrack you from the direction you were going i just felt like that was a where did where, where was the article csnbc it's breaking news Who, yeah. yeah it's been it's been posted everywhere because it's a new it's oh a, it has i, I yeah. only saw it on the cnbc no it's a relatively new article um that uh, or or scientific study that got released so i don't know man crazy stuff but what i was gonna uh, talk about was I'm seeing people post uh you know movements and stuff to do before the workouts and we a while ago started really diving into this trend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hate to call it a trend because it's it's not a trend. It's this not is just a trend. It's just emerging somehow. Yeah, it's mm. just emerging. This is a uh this is a I would I would say one of the biggest missing components in people's uh exercise programming yes. is what they do before the workout. Movement preparation. Yeah, and uh, it's really different than a warm up. 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a warm up. When we think of warming up before your workout, what do we what are we normally thinking? Like, what are you thinking when when you're when someone's warming up? Before I'm avoiding a injury. Yeah, avoiding right? injury or. You know, what are the, some of the things you've Just heard? getting the blood flow, you know, loosening the body up. Increasing my body temperature, temperature type of stuff. Uh-huh. Yep. The very- the, Yeah, burn, burn. Oh, you know, we used to even talk about uh, warming up to the point where you you uh, you spend 10 to, God, you remember this? Boy, you just brought me back right there. So I used to tell people that uh, the body has three basic like energy systems, right? And when you first when you first start moving, the body's utilizing ATP and ADP as its primary source of fuel, mm. and then it goes through like this lactic acid phase, and then the third and final phase, the whole Krebs cycle, the Krebs cycle yeah. kicks in, and then now the body is starting to uh, metabolize fat, which takes the uh, and this is actually these are, this is true. It takes the average person six to sixteen minutes to get into that zone if you were to start and get on a treadmill and start running. So warming up would now get you you into this uh, phase uh, before you go to work out. So <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you don't remember ever using stuff. I like, do. Oh, I do remember that. A perfect example of taking some good science and then like and just taking it to sell some bullshit. Yeah, make something up. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's the, the the whole purpose of exercise is to elicit some type of an adaptation response, not just to burn calories. But when it comes to your warm up, people think of it as uh, I got to do this warm up so I don't hurt when I'm doing my squats, or I got to do this warm up so I don't injure myself. They don't understand that the warm up in reality, and I hate calling it a warm up because now we, we've associated that word with, you know, just general stretching and yeah. yeah. The reality is what you do before your workout can contribute tremendously to the results that you get from your workout. Mm. And there's a number of different ways it can do this. One of the ways it does it is it can uh, promote, or you can with the right kind of warm up. Or what we call, you know, now you're starting to see people use this term priming, which yeah, is what we've we've, we've been, been saying calling for a while, it that for a reason. Um, is you can set set up the right recruitment patterns mm-hmm. uh, before your workout. That's just one of the things you can do. So let's talk about that for a second, right? Why is it so? Why is it important to in, establish a proper recruitment pattern with your priming, you know, session with your warm up or whatever before your workout? Why is that so important? What will that do? That, for your exercise. Yeah, that's going to determine, you know, what m- muscles fire in the sequence and all that that's uh, more favorable in your workout. So, if I'm doing a squat and I want my glutes to contribute, you know, I'm going to I'm going to need to put the work in to prime, especially if I'm not as connected as I need to be. I need to really focus on uh, priming my central nervous system to respond properly in that way, it will kick in. You will feel that contributing because it's a major muscle that we need for that type of a movement. It's amazing because we don't think of the central nervous system as being such a massive player in uh, the kind of in, in contributing to the ty- to, to results and to getting gains or or you know building muscle or fat. Well, it's loss. one of those things that we've had a hard time quantifying. Right, that's the reason why mm-hmm. we. I think it's not uh, people don't speak to it as much because. It's not tangible. It's hard to quantify. So we just kind of push it to the side and talk. And some people talk, oh, yeah, the importance of it, but not really. Like we put so much on everything else. But in reality, man, that, that has to be one of the most important parts. Well, what do stimulants do? Yeah. Stim- st- a stimulant does that. Artific- yeah, artificially. Right. Caffeine does well, uh, honestly, amp up the central nervous let's system. Let's be honest. That's the best thing it does, right? That that's is, a, Yeah, the, that's the sole ma- purpose of the, using a ma- it. A majority of what a pre-workout does that is really beneficial is that is the priming of the central nervous system is getting it fired up and amped up before you go into workout, which most people can feel that and they they somewhat get it. They don't really maybe understand exactly what's happening. That's where you, that's the performance benefits at least. If you yeah. take a pre workout and you notice you work out harder or better, it's because it's got the stimulants. But you know there there is a double side to that, right? If you do it the wrong way, 
if all you do is hammer yourself with stimulants, you you will fatigue the central nervous system. You can cause uh, a stress response in the body, and then you can not get favorable adaptation. Yeah. What people don't realize is movement is it does a very good job. Targeted movement programmed properly does a fantastic job of getting the central nervous system ready to fire the way you want it to fire. I'll give you a good example. We've talked about this on uh, our YouTube channel, on uh, MPTV even. Before you do a bench press, for example, we know that a good position to be in when you're benching is to have your shoulder blades back and down or retracted and depressed. Well, we've recommended in the past that people do you know, maybe a light row or band pull-aparts before they go into a bench press. And what you're mm-hmm. doing is you're Although you're working the opposing muscle, right? I'm working the back of my body, whereas a bench press is working the front of my body. By doing that priming before the bench press, I'm able to turn those muscles on a little bit more effectively and efficiently so that when I do get in my bench press, I'm now retraction. I'm getting better and more stable retraction. In yeah. fact, uh, I've, I can't tell you how many times I've had clients reduce their shoulder pain just by doing that right away. Yeah. And, and the pain is just a signal. Again, it's telling you that your form is off or whatever. Um, you know, but doing that before the bench press and it's like, whoa, all of a sudden I don't feel pain in the front well, of my that's shoulder. Well, ex- that's extremely common. I think that's, uh, I would say, I'd venture to say 80% of my clients that ever uh, battle like any sort of shoulder pain, even the, the clicking sound they hear in their shoulder, all that. A lot of that mm-hmm. is, and, and, I'm, and of course there's exception to the rule. So I know there's somebody that's listening right now that's like, that's not me. I didn't. Well, okay. Well, there's, like I said, 80%. Most clients uh, the, the, the nagging pain or whatever they have in their shoulders is from them having their shoulders rounded all forward, right? So like we talk about upper cross syndrome and the protracted shoulder girdle. And then the humerus is, is catching on, on the scapula when they're trying to do a movement. And when you pull those shoulders back into that neutral position, it allows that shoulder to move freely and the humerus doesn't get caught on it anymore. So, you know, activating that and waking that up is, is I think that right there has done wonders uh, for clients, uh, you know, there's there's so many things that um, I didn't really notice until I got a little bit older. Like, and and I hate saying the age thing and the older thing, and maybe a better way of saying it is after years of training, because um, just I, I, the wisdom you acquired. Well, I mean, like what I mean is that it's more about uh, I didn't, Adam the Gray, the Gray. No, I don't. I mean, do you guys, do you remember when you started to have like achy shoulders or elbow? Like that wasn't at 22. I didn't feel feel that at 23. I didn't feel those things. It wasn't until I realized that there was enough of a problem that it was causing, it was causing pain Mm -hmm. or discomfort or I wasn't feeling something correctly. Then I started to really start to address and start to try and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate because there, I wish there was more information about how to prime the body properly going into a workout. I wish somebody would have put more emphasis on that to me when I was younger so I created good well, habits. Well, it's always been an afterthought. I mean, in, in all programs, it's always been an afterthought is like, you know, if you're experiencing pain, here's what you can do like to sort of make up, you know, at the end of, of the workout, here's what you're going to do. Or, uh, you know, you should warm up or you should just do some light jogging or something. And uh, like that still pervades the industry. A lot of people, you know, a lot of uh, quality trainers and quality coaches out there, they're still sort of, you know, just run a couple laps and then they get into like the, oh, I'll be the meat and potatoes. I'll be, I'll be the first to admit that for probably 10 of the 15 years of, of being a trainer, 
my clients all did a very generic warm up. Yeah. You know, they all had, you know, I had Get this on the little, treadmill. Yeah, I had or this little typical. five to 10 minute, you know, walk like them up, foam, foam rolling, thing. you yeah. know, do your basic stretches and it's like, and then you're ready for me. You know, that, see, that's the thing though. The, 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 I think the reason why there hasn't been emphasis placed upon what you do before your workout is because lack of education. Well, it's just and the all, supplementation. No, the, motiva- the motivation behind it was all preventing injury or don't hurt. Well, if you're working out and you don't hurt anyway and you feel great, then there's no motivation to do it. Mm-hmm. The reality, here's the reality. The very least that your warm-up should do is, is help you prevent injury. That's the least. If you do that, then you're scratching the, the, the bottom. I mean, you're, you're, you're not doing, you're not reaching its full potential. What it could do and what it should do is it should make your workout much more effective. And that's what people don't realize. Mm-hmm. What you do before your workout, literally, you could take your workout and change nothing about it, but prime it properly and get... 10% better results yeah. just from what you do before your workout for 10 minutes. And it's nothing crazy. If you program it properly and apply it to your workout, next thing you know, the same workout, the same everything, you're getting stronger faster, you're building muscle faster, you're burning fat faster, and your your performance is improving at a better rate because of the way you set yourself up. And part of that is uh, getting the central nervous system ready to do what it's supposed to do. And people don't realize it's not just about turning the central nervous system on. Mm-hmm. If your central nervous system is super amped, like super, super amped, believe it or not, it will reduce your range of motion and your mobility. Let me give you an example. If if you're in a super hyper-stressed, scared state where you're just like, you can barely sit still, try and get in a fucking very low you know, stretch or long range of motion move. You can't, you're too, you're too tense. Too you're tense. too amped. Bracing everything. The central nervous system has to be primed properly. It's not just about getting super crazy. Yeah. And I recognized this in myself the other day. The other day, you know, I, I have mobility issues, especially in my squat. And I've been incorporating things like meditation uh, in my regular, you know, daily practice now. And I got the best mobility I've had in my life the other day. And I was tripping myself out. I was like, wow, what's, what's going on? And, my girlfriend said, "Well, you 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 meditated. It just got you just got your central nervous system kind of chill out a little bit." And she was totally right because I realized that I you know, if I'm super tense, it's it's hard for me to get into certain positions. And that's really what static stretching does, right? Not that we're recommending static stretching before you work out, but static stretching is a way of telling the central nervous system to chill out, and that's why you get that increased range of motion, mm-hmm. you know, when you do a static stretch. I mean, I could take a client who, you know, can maybe uh, get you, you know down to a parallel squat. And within a 10-minute stretching session, 10 to 15 minutes, I can probably increase the depth by an inch or two that day. You know, I haven't made their muscles longer. I've just kind of told their central nervous system to do what I wanted, to do, wanted it to do. This is something that a lot of, I think that is, we've learned a lot more about this in the last five to 10 years as far as where science has came on this. Because we used to, I think the way you explained it, and I, I feel like even as a trainer, you you kind of explain this like elongating or or stretching of the muscle and so you have this visual in your head as a client yeah. that you know oh you know it's my my muscles it's all like short this rubber band that goes around yeah and then i and then they're making it longer and stretching it out when it really has nothing to do with that or the length of your muscle is the same as it was before and after yeah. you you stretched out it really has almost you know everything really to do with the central nervous system and allowing you to relax which to me just kind of really should open people's eyes that you know, if you're trying to sit down like a, the way a toddler sits, where a toddler sits down in a deep squat and can sit there and play with toys 
and that's an extremely uncomfortable position for you or you can't even get down in that position, you've got the same ability as far as muscles and the skeletal system as you had before, unless you've had some crazy accident and you're missing something, yeah. uh, you have it. It's just you, your body has shut that off uh, and your tissue has well, become seen, so tight. Yeah. It's not allowing you to do that. And your, and your central nervous system is, is basically tensing you up and not allowing you to go deeper for uh, further. I've seen Dr. Brink actually do that with one of my clients uh, where, you know, she was having a very hard time you know, getting depth in her squat and because of knee injuries and all these types of things. And, uh, you just held her hands and okay, keep going, drop down, drop down, drop down all the way down into that deep, Tod- deep squat, toddler squat. Yeah. yeah. All and it was just tripping out. Like I, I can do this and I'm, I, I just, I didn't snap anything. <laughs> yeah. No, you're just not connected to this process anymore. And that's just it. Like what you do before your workout, I think there's no, there's no rhyme or reason to what people do before they work out. I think they just put things together and they expect, and that's, that's to the people who actually do something before the workout. Most people don't do anything well, at all. Well, the, the other thing I think I see people do is they, they address like muscles that are sore from previous workouts and that's their, their mm-hmm. warm up. So mm-hmm. like, you know, I hammered my, my chest and shoulders yesterday. Even though I'm training legs today, I'm stretching my chest and shoulders because they're super tight from yesterday. So that's their, their, their thinking, right? It's always this, uh, corrective type mentality versus priming the body and getting it ready for its workout. There's no, a, you, you prime there's definitely a different mentality. You prime it right. Here's what you're going to get. You'll get a greater range of motion with stability for right, right then and there for your workout. So that means that you can go deeper in your squat. You can go deeper in your flies. You can get, you know, better range of motion, your bench press, your overhead press, which we always, we know hundred percent better ranges of motion with stability are going to contribute to better, uh, strength patterns, which contribute to better muscle gains. Um, it's also going to turn uh, to uh, promote favorable recruitment patterns so that when I am pressing overhead, my shoulder is moving in the way that I want it to. And I'm strengthening. Yeah. And, and here's proper strength stability. Uh, yeah. And, that I, and I'm strengthening the pattern that I want mm-hmm. because it's not always, you got to understand this, it's getting stronger isn't necessarily always better. If I'm getting stronger in a recruitment pattern that's not favorable, all mm-hmm. I'm doing is setting myself up for failure later on and setting myself up for pain later on. Or I'm limiting a range of motion, you know, range of motion where I can get, you know, further range of motion. So I'm limiting the, 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 the type of results I can get from this particular exercise. I'm also, with the right kind of priming sequence, setting up my central nervous system to be able to fire fully and effectively, but when I want it to, mm-hmm. not to be in this constant state of, you know, tension, uh, but also not to be where, you know, if I go grab a dumbbell and want to lift it, you ever do that where you go to the gym and you just feel kind of loose mm-hmm. and you grab a dumbbell and it's like, where's my strength? I just yeah. don't feel, and it takes you a second to kind of get into it and you got to kind of psych yourself up. yourself up. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you want, you want to be able to have your CNS, uh, be responsive so that when you go do your exercise, boom, it's turned on, you do your exercise and it's very, very effective. Well, you will recruit more muscle fibers doing this, by the way, that, which is a good thing. You want to be able to recruit more muscle fibers. When, mm-hmm. I, when I think of priming my body before I go into a workout, there's two things that I'm really, I'm really thinking about. And one of them is I'm either priming my body or for this movement that I'm doing, I'm priming it uh, to be more responsive, more explosive, to get more out of that movement. And then I have a, a priming where I'm trying to, to get myself to move properly through that movement. So I'll give you an example, like, um, you know, an example of how I would prime my, my squats. Like I'm getting, today's a squat day 
And I first, I want to prime it um, from more of a corrective standpoint, meaning that I want to make sure that I'm, I'm hinging at my hips properly and I'm not uh, driving off my quads too much, right? So I'm, I'm getting my hip flexors uh, out of it as much and getting more glute activation. So a good primer before I head into my squat for those reasons, uh, I might be to introduce like some floor bridges. And while I'm doing my floor bridges, I'm really paying attention to uh, making sure my pelvis is neutral. We just did this on the YouTube channel not too long ago too. So it's on the YouTube channel at Mind Pump, uh, Mind Pump TV on YouTube where I tilt my, my pelvis, get in the neutral position. I do my floor bridge. I'm working, just working on that hip hingement. So I'm really connected to my glutes firing in the squat. Then I have an, another way that I would prime if I want to prime that explosiveness, that responsiveness right away, where maybe I'll do like a jump box mm-hmm. um, before I go in, which is... Some uh, plyo. Yeah, do, and this is how we would utilize plyo. I'm not doing it to fatigue. I'm not doing 10, 15 reps. I'm going to do like two... You just know you have to be explosive that yeah, day. Yeah, I'm going to do yeah. two or three, right? I'm going to do two or three of these jump just boxes. hard, fast yeah. jumps. Explosive. Which is what I used to do before an event or a game or something like that. You just get those really quick. Something that's not going to completely fatigue you, but it's going to give you those type of, uh, you know, that 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 fast action response. It's going to turn you use. on. Yeah, yeah. And both of them are, are are you're you're turning on for you know two different reasons, right? They call like, that what post activation potentiation. Yes, yep. yes. So you're PAP, right? So you're doing that. I'm doing that to get the explosiveness out of my squat. Then the other one is more. You could say more protective or recruiting the right muscles to fire through that movement. So there is different ways to prime and there's different priorities and everybody's priorities are different. If I, I think the, the explosiveness and responsiveness, if you're training in like a, a maps red phase one or you're an athlete and you want and you're, you're really focused on explosiveness. Um, and getting the most or maxing out that day or, or going after a PR, whatever, uh, th- that day that that's very important to me. Now, maybe on a regular day with a client where I'm just trying to repattern them and get them to hold their posture correctly or utilize their glutes in the squat, the floor bridge thing becomes more of a priority and that's really a focus. And, you know, another example, I think, and I'm trying to use common ones that we use a lot as trainers. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this is helps out some people. Um, another one would be like, uh, the, the seated row to, to get you into that retracted position. So Sal brought up like, um, you know, like chest, like if I was going to do my chest press, it's chest, you know, you're getting ready to go into your, uh, barbell press before I do that, especially with most clients, I'm going to go do some sort of either seated row or a band pull aparts or a row with the bands to just get the the back firing so it will actually wake up, hold my posture into that neutral spine alignment or retract the shoulders in this case before I do a chest press. So um, that one is a big one for me. It makes a huge mm-hmm. difference uh, when I wake up my back because otherwise when I start pressing, you know, and as soon as I get over 200 pounds on a chest press, which is a good amount of weight for me, uh, and I start pressing, uh, pressing that the body, I mean, now I become so focused on getting the weight up that my mechanics want to break down. And the first thing to break down in a barbell press is the rolling of the shoulders forward because my body wants to use that momentum and all everything I can to get that weight up. And it naturally will want to retract and press forward. And if I don't do a diligent job of waking those back muscles up, you know, to hold myself in that retracted position, then it really, it'll fold really easily and mm-hmm. it'll, it'll go. So, well, you, you want to keep in mind that these big gross motor movement exercises are very, very effective 
But if you're not setting them up properly, you're not getting the max benefit from them. Right. I mean, if 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 a squat is worth a hundred points, you may be only getting seventy points out of that squat because you're not prepping properly for it. You're not. Yeah. You're not setting up the recruitment pattern that you want. You're not getting the central nervous system turned on the way you want. Um, and you're only solidifying poor recruitment patterns, or you're not getting the range of motion that your your body's actually capable of going through. And so you're, like I said, not setting up your workout properly. Yeah. There's uh, a proper sequence for all this stuff. There is, and there's, you know, program it. You know, that's the thing. Like, we've, you spend so much time on programming your workout and figuring out what to do with your workout. Yeah. And nobody spends any time. In reality, it's the real pre-workout. Yeah. I mean, well, that's the real pre-workout. Well, not the, that's not the powder you threw in your water well, bottle. Well, let's be even more. Let's be, I, I would argue that you would get more from learning how to start and finish your workout than you ever could from any pill or supplement on the market. By far. 100%. By far. Not even, especially any, not even especially in the same any, universe. Yeah, even, especially anything over the counter. I mean, you could you could argue that anab- <laughs> anabolics could rival that, right? <laughs> I don't know. I take an anadrol before every workout. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, you know, you could. You could hey, Ephedra, let's do this. You, you, could, you could argue that anabolics would, would rival this, but anything, any p- pill, powder, uh, supplement over the counter that is like splitting hair difference in your workout uh learning to set the body up properly going into your workout and and also how you finish it you you just i'm so glad you said that because how you finish the workout is also very very important you don't want to just stop your workout and leave you want to spend a good five to ten minutes now you want solidifying what you just said you want to fortify those 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 connections that you have made that you tried to that you're trying to uh, make when you first started you know right. you, you 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 amp it up you start it you uh prime it correctly you go through the workout you have a phenomenal workout and then you fortify it so it's yeah. uh and it's just you're like increasing the amplitude of that recruitment pattern that's yes. the one that's the priority and now we're putting so much more emphasis on it by also you know making sure to program that at the end of the workout so that way your body has a better response going forward you know what in fact you know i'll give you an easy example static stretching got a great place in a routine at the end mm-hmm. at the end of your workout uh your you've just had a great workout you did a great you know you primed it properly with your warm up you did your workout now you're done Static stretching now uh, is is very, quite beneficial. Now you can get into a static stretch, but it's not your typical static stretch. Quite, I would I would once again I would argue to say this is the only place it belongs. Probably, yeah. yeah I mean, Probably. I, I I mean would, except for like a correctional, like I'm trying mm-hmm. to. I, I was reading the hypertrophy coach's uh, page like maybe a couple of weeks ago, and he did a post that was pretty funny, and it said something. It said, uh, "Are you still static? Are you still stuck in the?" The the 80s and static stretching. Are you still stuck in the 90s and still foam rolling? Are you? He was, yeah, he went through each one of these uh, modalities of uh, stretching or uh, rehabbing or whatever. But they have think. they have their benefit. They they have There's their place. Merit. That's it. You got to know when to they, use them. They have their place, and there there is a place for them. And that's I mean, and that's the the science that supported them in the 90s and the 80s isn't now wrong. It's just that. It's evolved. We've learned more about An even it. even better sequence. Yeah, exactly. And we, we've learned that there, there is a better place for it at different times. And there's other things that are superior to it, like mobility and, st- mm-hmm. and, and active movement. Because we've, we've, then this goes back to the central nervous system, which we're talking mm-hmm. about. We're learning so much more about that. I mean, I feel the two things that I think, if you were to ask me, that excite me the most about learning uh, right now in fitness. Uh, gut flora and central nervous system like yep. those two 
I feel like very underrated, but should be at the forefront. It, of, right, and of I, and, and, and I feel like we're watching it get there. Right, I, I believe we're a part of that movement. I believe that we're seeing more and more good science come out to support it. And I, and I, in turn, I think so many people are going to benefit from it. The more people that learn and understand uh, more and more about their gut and the importance of what they're putting into their system, and then the more and more we start to learn about how to prime your system, like your central nervous system. Uh, I, I think people are going to be blown away by the results that they're going to start to get. And they're going to see like when you learn to prime the body correctly going into a workout, you will instantly notice the difference. The first workout, it's actually, that you do it. it's actually, yeah. it's a, it's a major game changer. I can't stress this enough. Yeah. It is a huge game changer. It is one of those things we're starting to see now. We've been talking about it for a little while and we've been using the term prime, you know, priming your, the body because Warm up is just it's it's connected to yeah, it doesn't like really it doesn't do it just define it well no um but you're starting you're starting to see more people talk about it it's going to be the next thing you're going to see much you know more and more people talk about you know how to do that properly because people are discovering that it is literally a game changer you know I talked about static stretching and I wanted to get into that a little bit uh, because I want to be very clear static stretching done properly post workout can be incredible at improving range of motion and connectivity and also at solidifying uh, recruitment patterns that you may have, you know, the signals that you may have sent during your workout. But there is a a specific way to do it. Mm -hmm. The static stretching I think we've been taught in the past was to get into a long stretch and to relax into it. and to be passive. To be very, very passive. The key is when you get into your deep static stretch that you hold is to get into the stretch, relax at first, but then tense, but then tense up. Yeah. You know, cause, give we're, yourself. We're ramping it up. Yeah. Give yourself a little bit of resistance within that. Like, for example, if I'm doing a, um, if I'm sitting on the floor and just touching my toes, right? Stretching my hamstrings. I, at first, I'm going to try and relax in that position, but then I'm going to grab onto my legs with my hands, create an anchor. And now I'm going to push down with my hamstrings while I'm stretching them. And the reason why I'm doing that is I want my central nervous system to be okay with activating in that new range of motion because that's going to give me strength in my new range of motion. There's mm-hmm. a difference between passive and active too. I think it's important to explain that what you just what you just did. So yeah. um we want to be we want to be able to move the body through the these uh these newfound ranges of motion uh intrinsically and without using an outside force. So there is a place for passive stretching where you utilize a tool or leverage on something to push you through a stretch. But the ultimate goal is to be able to take Mm. the body and move it through that. So, and this is like what we would call like fortification. Like after a, after a workout, you've, you've primed the body, you've worked out everything you want to. Now I want to uh, take my body through this uh, with my own body or my own body weight. I'm not trying to use a tool to force myself in there too. So, I think there's uh, that piece that we forget. Because- well, I think I think static stretching kind of, if, when people think about it, it, it sort of reinforces that that old mindset that your muscle is elongating. Yeah, and yeah, that's a good point because you have two, you know, you have two anchor points, and then your 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 whole goal with that really is to like sort of place your body in the ideal positioning, so that way you know your muscle can sort of relax and and set off of those two anchor points. Whereas what we're saying is, you know, that whole process of, of getting it down into that position, you know, you need to be responsive in that. You need to be active in, and, and, you know, be teaching your central nervous system that at each one of these like increments 
is something that you need strength and support in. And yeah, if you just sit in a stretch and just relax, you will get uh, a deeper range of motion, but you're not going to get any connectivity to that new range of motion, which is not a good thing. You don't want that. In fact, that's quite dangerous. You want to remain connected to that. And that's why uh, at the end of your workout, when you're doing these static stretches and you're stretching these muscles that you just worked, get into that deep stretch, relax for a second so you can get into it. But then when you're in that stretch, at that once you're in that stretch and you're in your you're set, you're you're sitting there for a second, start to activate that muscle a little bit, create a little bit of attention, a little bit of tension. Don't mm-hmm. drive into it because you'll tear your muscle. Right. But push into it and create some tension because well, I think it's you, teaching now the CNS to, you to fire. You won't tear anything if you're doing it intrinsically. Where people get in trouble is, and that's yeah. why I, I want to- they have like to, weight attached to it? Yes, or they, use a, or they use a towel or they use the, the stretch strap or they use these tools to pull and leverage and intensify the stretch. You want to intensify the stretch, but you want to do this intrinsically. You want because well, you can always back off. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. You can control that. Yeah, and and you want you want to teach your body to take you through that stretch. You don't want to have to now. And this is going back to there is a place for using tools and doing things like that. There, I'm not saying that you know a, a stretching strap or using a towel to stretch at, at, at another time isn't is isn't useful or you can't utilize that tool. But ultimately, I want to be able to take my body through that full range of motion or take my body into a deeper stretch intrinsically. I don't want to have to use an outside force to get me there. And if you're actually doing it on you, you won't hurt yourself. I've at least in in my experience, I've never had a client uh, stretching themselves and doing the stretch with intrinsically, meaning that like if like Sal is saying you're you're sitting you're sitting on the ground and you're doing like a hamstring stretch and you're reaching for your toes. If you're you take momentum out of it, so you're not bouncing in. Right. You're not, that would be the only case. Yeah, yeah. right. If you're you're not bouncing into it, you take it to the stretch, and then you internally trying to go deeper into the stretch without using leverage. You're not using right. momentum. You're not using leverage. You're not pulling, you're pulling on it from your core to push yes, you, propel you forward. You're internally trying to take yourself deeper into the stretch. Uh, is actually very safe. I've never once had a client hurt themselves doing that. Well, I mean, to take it a step further, though, you're also trying to even activate the hamstrings a little bit mm-hmm. when you're in that position. That's what I'm talking about. Like if I, well, you'll see, you have to, you have to, yeah. that's what, and when you're in that seated position and you go to do a stretch and then you go to go deeper, the very first place you're going to notice is the hamstrings firing. Cause that's, what's responsible for it's going to, it's, it's your, it, your, you've got these counterbalances trying to kind of fight each other. And that's what you want. You want to be able to move yourself in this position. You want to be able, you, you want your CNS to be able to fire when it's in these positions and that's going to solidify. I mean, look, you just had a hard workout, right? You just did a great workout, great workout programming. Maybe you're following maps, whatever. But at the end of the workout, you want to solidify that. You want to get that signal and you want to take that, that, that signal. You want to aim it to the perfect point so that you get the best results out of that workout. Because mm-hmm. really, look, let's look at it this way. The reason why there's a huge market for pre-workout and post-workout supplements to begin with, is people realize and have identified that the workout's the most important fucking thing that you do yeah. when it comes to your results. It is. That is the signal. Without your workout, and of course your diet is important as well, uh, but I'm talking about you're not going to, if you don't send this signal in the first place, you can have the greatest diet in the world. You're not going to build any more muscle. You're not going to get any better performance. You're not going to get any of that stuff because your body doesn't know that it, it needs to. It's that workout that's so important, and pre and post workout supplements are popular because people identify that and they say, how can I make my workout? more effective. I know I'm going to take this supplement before and the supplement during the supplement after. Now, the reality is those supplements do very little to nothing to improve the effectiveness of your workout. 
The reality is, is the movements that you do before mm-hmm. your workout, the workout itself, well, and then with the movements and stuff you do after your workout, that's what maximizes everything. And you can take your regular workout, prime it properly, and fortify it properly at the end, and you're gonna, whatever results you were getting out of your workout, you can, you can go ahead and add another 10 to 15% results just from doing that. That's literally how important it so is. It's so crazy because, I mean, the emphasis like has always been on meal timing and then getting that recovery post-workout shake and you know like the pre-workout to stimulate you in the beginning like it's that has been just pervaded the industry forever and it it's so it's so interesting to to really shift gears and 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 look at that and and see how much more effective just the movement of it and the quality like those two things you can easily control or and you're not spending money you know, like buying all this this artificial stuff to flood your body with. Oh, I, I would love to take the the bodybuilder guy who is so hung up on his pre intra post workout eating his meal in the locker room. I would love to take that guy and say, throw all that shit away. Don't do any of that. Mm-hmm. Let me show you how to prime and uh, fortify your workouts, and and tell me what you notice. Like. He yeah. would be the doesn't even matter. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter what he's doing for his workout, but you know what I mean. Like we could, we could literally say we will benefit your workout like twenty uh, percent. Oh yeah, I mean, even, you're right. Even if you, even if he wasn't following maps, even if he wasn't following maps, he had his his bro split, which is totally fine. I, you still can totally amplify that session or uh, increase his results by priming his body and learning how to fortify the body afterwards way more than his meal timing, his pre, his post, and his intro workout ever will, dude. No, well, I'll, even t- touch it. I'll tell you what, this was a game changer, I think, for all of us yeah. uh, when we first started Mind Pump because when we first started working together, you know, Justin introduced, uh, you know, both uh, you and I, Adam, to like tension and how to utilize tension to get better ranges of motion. Um, we, uh, my warm up used to consist of uh, foam rolling and stretching to avoid pain. Then it turned into more mobility movements. Then it turned into more structured, you know, priming. And I noticed my workouts were way more effective. My mm-hmm. my range of motion was better. I didn't have as much pain. Then I brought the foam roller back and I started using it at the end of my workouts, which before used to be at the beginning of my workouts, and I got way better results at the end. Now understanding how the body works on another on a, on a deeper level, I can see why that makes plenty of sense. Like the foam roller. Definitely, again, has its place, but use it at the end of your workout to help solidify what you've just sent, uh, increase pliability in those muscle groups that you may have just worked uh, you know, intensely, um, and watch what happens. Then you'll see some of the benefits of the foam rolling that uh, you didn't know even existed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty incredible. I find myself yeah. you know, days after my workouts where normally I'd feel sore and stiff after a heavy deadlift session where I feel – I can tell I worked out, but I yeah. feel – like I've I've uh, facilitated recovery in a whole new level. It's just it's just great to see how like you know you can still refine the process even more. And you know it's it literally is like a sequencing thing where I'm I'm trying it here at this time. I'm trying it here at this time. Like this concept, where does this where does this go best? And and you know I feel like it, it it's great because the more we we seek out this type of knowledge and dig deeper. Uh, you know, it starts to become more clear. Like this is actually, you know, more beneficial here. Well, tension was a, was a game changer for me. When you showed me how to use uh, isometric tension before a lift, like for example, when I did the dumpy squat, right? Mm-hmm. With the stick up in the, uh, up in the corner of the wall and I'm just staying super tense and driving myself down into a squat and coming out of a squat and really, really slow. I couldn't believe 
how quick, how strong I was going into my barbell squat, how quickly I, got, I was there. Mm-hmm. Whereas before it took me set after set after set after warm up, and it still didn't feel right. I would be able to jump right in. It was like, boom, man. I was just turned on. Everything's moving right. And I, it, it just, uh, you know, it blew me away. Of course, knowing what I know now it makes perfect sense. Right. I was just getting the CNS, you know, to fire the way it wants. What's severely lacking, of course, is, you know, programming this in this realm. How do you figure this out? How do you well, know what a, to do before yeah, and what to do after? It can be a little complex. And I think that... Um I think during your journey, you you're going to you're going to piece things together. I I think this is something that I continue to improve upon. And uh, this, I mean, we're, let's let's be honest. This is we're we're this is our a big area. Yeah, we're, we're breaking new ground with this. This is a this is an area where we have focused a lot of our energy, and we don't we're we're not given specifics yet. Well, because- especially when you got like Justin's invention that's around the corner too, which is gets right into central nervous system. This is definitely. Uh, if you want to, if you want to talk about the things that were really heavily in, that's why I said that these two things right now between, uh, your, your gut and, and central nervous system, uh, where we're probably the three of us are probably reading the most is right here. Like as far as mm-hmm. what's coming out, where, where are this, what are the studies saying? What direction are we going with this? Like, uh, most of our energy is heavily focused in, in those two areas. I'd, wouldn't you say that? Wouldn't you say, at least personally myself, that's where most of my reading is right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I mean, they're both yeah. very, very uh, fascinating areas of research, but the one where I'd say our expertise can be applied the most, obviously, is in the workout uh, aspect of it, right? Gut flora and stuff like that. I love, I, I want to have more people on our show who um, you know are experts in that field, uh, mm-hmm. more you know, who did we have on that was uh, Dr. Terry Walls talked a little bit about it. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to have more people like that really break it down for us and explain those things. Uh, but I know we were in communication with uh, Rhonda Patrick. Yeah. I know I know Brianna yeah, was, she would be great. was re- talking to her. I don't know if I thought I thought we had her lined up. I can't remember. I'm what not happened. sure. Who, who, I know who, she's really, really busy. Who's the guy that wrote Brain Maker or Wheat Belly? You know, you're on. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. remind me. Justin, remind me because I know uh, Yaron was actually meeting today with um, Perlmutter, one of the right, top yeah. researchers. Yeah, Dr. One, one of the, yeah, one of the top researchers on microbiome. Mm-hmm. So I think it was Doctor to- Perlmutter, and he already told me that he could get him on the show. Really? So, yeah, okay. yeah. So we'll 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 make that happen. We'll, yeah. You know, the hardest thing with a lot of these guys and girls, uh, it's neat now that the show is 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 gotten to this level. We, it's not hard convincing guests to come on and talk about whatever it is they're doing. That'll be a good time. It's just, it's more about the timing, you know, getting mm-hmm. the, the schedules down because yeah. mm-hmm. we're pretty crazy. But so when it comes like, to the exercise stuff, you can count on Mind Pump. We'll figure that out. Yeah, that yeah, no, for we got you on the CNS sure. part, but uh, we'll definitely continue to uh, reach out for experts on the microbiome because both those are exciting. Very exciting. Yep. Thanks for listening to Mind Pump. If you like the show, leave us a five-star rating review on iTunes. If we like your review, we'll give you a free Mind Pump t-shirt. Also, check us out on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal, Adam at Mind Pump Adam, and Justin at Mind Pump Justin. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee 
And you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support. And until next time, this is Mind Pump.